You guys ready to go? Yep, yep. Just waiting on those guests, Madame Producer. Kyle, you explicitly said you wanted an episode with just you and Tom. 30 minutes of pure heaven for our listeners, I believe was your exact quote. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what are we talking about today? We had like 100 ideas of pure genius of a TK special. We never picked one. Mm -mm. Not instilling a lot of faith here, guys. Okay, okay. Julia, just announce us and we'll take it from here. Fine. Now introducing Tom and Kyle. Thank you, Julia. Tom, I have a little story to tell you. This is your big idea? Uh, well, I, I love stories, Kyle. Is it about a superhero, an abandoned pirate ship, Ooh, a haunted house that never lets its guests leave, or a small town girl living in a lonely world? Mm -mm. This is a story about priorities. Uh, okay. This is a story where the hero is awarded a big medallion for winning an epic battle. Ooh, now you've got my attention. <laughs> but then he gives it back. Uh, yeah, man, you lost me. But wait, th there's more. Well, I hope so. You haven't even started the story yet. Uh, uh... Welcome to Commerce Chefs, a quirky and thought-provoking show for future-focused commerce leaders. We're going to pit the world's most brilliant, inspiring, and driven D2C visionaries, the Commerce Chefs, with riveting questions to uncover their secret ingredients at the intersection of passion, performance, and leadership in practice. For the past decade, we've led teams of designers, strategists, and digital wizards at one of the leading e-com agencies in the country to help brave brands become enduring classics. And we're here to indefinitely borrow the strategies and pro tips that will make us all better leaders and make the brands we lead better too. Wow, that gets me every time, Tom. It means a lot, Kyle. It's poetry. It's like you're the E.E. E. Cummings of commerce. E.E. E. Commerce. Huh? <laughs> That's good. That's really good. So, Kyle, it is just you and me today. Kyle and Tom, two best friends, having a chit-chat about fussing around. Two peas in a podcast. <laughs> like they always say, I have a story for you. Oh, I love stories. And the story goes... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me get ready for it. <clears throat> Okay, I'm ready. Story time with Kyle. Story goes, there's a commander of an army who is in the middle of a, a big battle. And what they are trying to do is, of course, as one does in the military, win the battle. Mm -hmm. And this commander is finding himself, you know, running between bringing ammo, bringing communication, all this like really what seems at the time important stuff. And, you know, it's like everything's going crazy, I can imagine. You know, things flying. Loud noises. Insert sound effects, all this kind of crazy stuff. And and so he finds himself doing what he thinks is important and, and his troops are going like, this commander is awesome. Sir, yes, sir! He's bringing updates he's bringing us ammo all this kind of stuff running between and he's, he finds himself exhausted from doing all of this important work and he ends up eventually making the decision to redeploy the troops and the redeployment of the troops in a totally different position 
in the battle is what ends up being the decisive move that ends the battle. They end up winning the battle, which is like amazing for this story. He gets this big medal after everybody else thinks it's amazing. Like you are mm-hmm. fantastic. You are a wonderful commander. And so they give him this medal. And when he's getting the medal, something surprising, a twist ending, Tom. <gasps> Ooh. He says, I can't accept this. I can't accept this medal. I'm going to decline it. Because when I reflect, I don't think I was a leader that was needed of me in that time. What I was actually doing was I was basically fussing around, kind of not doing the things that you know you need to do, the big important things. And so you kind of like procrastinate or or get sidetracked with things that kind of perceived are important, or maybe they are important, but they're not the most important. They're not the real focus. He declines the medal, doesn't take it. And um, the life lesson, the leadership lesson that came out of it was, you know, how often we can get sidetracked by, you know, sometimes really important stuff or, or what appears important maybe to our teams and others around us. And it makes us feel good and everybody thinks we're the best in the world when we actually know that the big brave decision, the redeployment decision, that's what was needed since the beginning. And, and he knew this at the beginning, but he was not wanting to make the decision. And so how often we get kind of distracted and stay busy instead of making the decisions or focusing on the real priority at hand. So what do you think of this, Tom? So although things ended up turning out in his favor, I guess really they could have gone quite the opposite way. All that fussing around could have had pretty unfortunate consequences. And it's so easy to do, I think, especially when things are hectic. And I think what's important is to reflect on those and understand why does it happen? Why, why do these things go on and what do we do with it? Okay. Well, that seems to be the real nugget, the real P to unpack Mm. for today's episode. The podcast P, as it were. That sounds gross. It really does. So we have this concept of fussing around. It's something that everybody struggles with at one point or another. So why does it matter and how do we stop doing it? Let's, uh, Let's dive right in. I know neither of us are psychologists, um, at least by day. I'm not. I don't. Yeah. Or by night for for us. I don't think either. So without going into the deep psychology on it, there's a certain comfort in busy. The busyness comforts us from that fear. So we can kind of stay in the status quo or stay in the areas that aren't as scary. It's interesting you'd mentioned comfort in busyness. Because like think think about any day or conversation you ever have with somebody, even your mom. We'll use your mom as an example. You know, Kyle, how are things? How you doing? Good, good. <laughs> you know, I'm busy. Yeah. Like, how often is that the first thing that we that we say? Because there's yeah. there's reward, there's pride, there's priming in busy. If you're busy, yeah. it must mean that you're doing good. We know that that's not the case. We know that when we really look at our day, like how often do do I tell you, you know, you know, how'd, how'd your day go? But like, I think it was good. I actually don't know what I did, like what, what I accomplished, but I was busy the whole day. So like this, this is this weird tension point where, where we're primed to perceive busyness as the truth of, of success or contribution. We know it's rooted in a mindset of fear where you're looking to do a lot of really good things because you're mm-hmm. really afraid to do that one great thing that you know you need to do. 
it's kind of like this, this busy badge of honor. Ooh, I like that trademark. Busy badge of honor trademark. I like, yeah. And, and we carry it around. It's kind of like you said, this default position, it's like protective and nobody starts their year in review with like, I was busy, right? Like that's not what you dream of <laughs> getting to the end of the year with and being like, it was a busy year. It's like, you want it to be meaningful or you want it to have like accomplished things and choosing means saying no to stuff. And I don't know if this is like a human condition or just my condition, but <laughs> saying no to stuff is hard. The point is we can't, when we say yes to something, it like inadvertently says no to other things, but somehow we show up and convince ourselves that like, if we just stay busy, we're somehow able to accomplish everything and say yes to everything. And so it feels like really great. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like, yeah. So many times I've told this to some of our team at, at PB&J, our digital agency, is like 9am Kyle believes that he's going to accomplish all of these things because he wants to believe that because 9am Kyle is frustrated that he's not going to get all this stuff done. Honestly, it's like you want to believe you're going to get everything done, but you know 5pm Kyle is just going to look back and go like, I did a whole lot of mediocre things, or I did a whole lot of partial things, or I did a whole lot of nothing. I also do think like there, there is strength in approaching a day optimistically. The thing that we often get confused is that optimism doesn't mean positive in the sense of everything has to be yes. Saying no to something doesn't mean that you're actually not being helpful. Because I think what we mm -hmm. have to look at though, is what does 9am Kyle need to accomplish that only Kyle regardless of the hour of the day, only yeah. you can accomplish. And that's going to have the impact that helps the most people, that helps mm. the most in the outcomes that you're looking for. Outcomes and decisions are different things. And with that, part of it is we don't always know what game we're in, mm -hmm. what results really matter. Or maybe we do, but we're afraid to look at it. It's almost as like terrifying if I can just kind of stay around in the tasks and not focus on the results, mm -hmm. then it's safer. If I actually commit to these over like getting the stuff on my task list done, uh, then, I, then I have this possibility of failing or I have this possibility of not achieving those results. And that's like, that's, that's scary. Absolutely. You're kind of looking into this void. I, I have a story for you now. Oh, tell me a story. My, uh, my opa, my, my grandfather, um, he was a brilliant artist. Um, but I, I remember most being in his basement often, and he really had a, a passion for soapstone sculptures. But I do particularly remember a time one summer where I'd go down and he was working on this really elaborate uh, family of, of elephants. And it just never seemed to be done. And like, this is a really immalleable object or, or, or material. Yeah. And yet, you know, with, with time and focus and work, you, you can carve it, you can craft it into a shape uh, at your will. But so with these elephants, I'd sort of say like, why have you been working on this for so long? Hmm. He said, I don't know. I'm, and he used this word, which is why the, I think the story kind of just popped into my head. He said, I just, I just feel like fussing around is going to help hmm make it better. And he said, well, what don't you think is done? Like, it looks really good to me. And he just said, I don't know. I don't know what done looks like. And then, and then I think the more profound part is he said, the bigger reason is 
if I finish this one, I don't know what I'm going to work on next. So that's the void, I think, right? That's, that's staring at this thing you've been working on. First of all, not knowing what the result, the end result, what done looks like. Um, and then especially if you don't know what your next step is, that can be a scary thing to look at. That's really good. In that, I think kind of like another factor of kind of what causes us to fuss sometimes is that we've always fussed. We've always done that. It's like a habit almost that we get into, right? It's like you become habitually as you're creating to like always just keep perfecting, always keep polishing and never, never ship it, never deliver it to the world. Leaning a little more into the self-indulgence of this episode, we thought we would play a little game to help y'all get to know us, Tom and Kyle, your hosts, a little better with facts about our lives that are in no way useful. We're going to play a game called What is Your Story in the Style of Jeopardy? And here to help us get to know us is our producer, you've met her before, the one, the only, Julia! Really excited to be back, guys. Can't wait to help you get to know yourselves a little better. Truly the best use of my time today. Thanks. Great. Such a pleasure. Okay, here we go. First answer, Claire Danes at 12 years old. Who is Tom's mom? <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, the answer we were looking for, or the question we were looking for, was what was my first celebrity crush and how old was I? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Next answer, Clifford. Uh, what Kyle wishes everybody would call him. Uh, close. What is the nickname Kyle's childhood best friend's brother gave to him? Wow, that's so, so random. <laughs> half, half point, half point. Half point, half point. Okay. Uh, third answer, Marvel, musical theater, and special forces. What are Tom's three favorite words that start with M, except the last one? Want another, another go? <laughs> or is that your final, final answer? Final answer. <laughs> okay. Final answer. Uh, the correct answer, no half points here. What three dream careers did Tom walk away from in order to do what he's doing now? Mm. Tom, you, you know, being a superhero is not a real job though, right? Agree to disagree. Okay, next one. Swedish meatballs. Ah, yes. What is the name of Kyle's band? <laughs> <laughs> what is the food... That still makes Kyle near vomit to this day. I think that's zero points on that one. That's Tom. a fantastic band name, though. It, it really is. Okay, next one. Hot and sweet with a bit of cream. What is my nickname for Tom? <laughs> nice. Uh, incorrect, but I want to give a bonus point here because that made oh. me laugh out loud. So uh, the real question, though, was how does Tom like his coffee? Oh. And the final answer is very vague. 2003. The the year that Kyle fell in love with me. It, that could be correct. But the <laughs> provided question was, what is the year Kyle got his first master business license? Because he's uh, so fancy. But basically same year. So tie game and everybody got to learn a little bit about nothing. And I know more about you as well. And can I go now? Uh, yeah, sorry. 
you may go. Okay, we've discussed what exactly fussing is and why understanding it is important. Now, how do we move away from it? And Tom, there are three simple tools. Um, there's, there's, I think there's three areas we want to touch on that can help move away from breaking away from fussing and getting to the work that really needs to happen. The first is about shifting your mindset. And, and I think the remedy to fussing sometimes is about focus. When you bring things into focus, you're actually like taking certain things out of focus. And I think we like throw around focus sometimes. It's just like, like the rock. My, my focus. Yeah. Focus. Like, yeah. Focus. focus. <laughs> so th- there's an interesting um, kind of like history lesson in this. And so thinking of focus, we talk about priority versus priorities a lot. And I think this is like an interesting etymology of the word. Yep. Did you want, did you want to kind of like break it down for us? Yeah. Um, so this really interesting trend happened. We talk about priorities all the time, the plural. Uh, the, the interesting thing is that the plural of priority was almost non-existent before the 1940s. And if you really look at the etymology of it coming from the Latin prioritas, it is meant to define the prime or the first thing to be done above all others. And I know it's really lame to talk about like Webster's Dictionary defines priority as it's like every bad high school speech, but let's roll with it because I think the, the truth of the matter is what is important. It is singular in nature. There really can only be, there can only be one uh, priority. Yeah. There's one. Uh, even over others, this is the thing that will get my attention and my focus. The even over is a really cool tool that um, a lot of a lot of folks in leadership will use. Is it's not that the other things that we've got to get done aren't important, but what will you get done, or what will you focus on, even over these other things? Absolutely. This was sort of touched on actually by um, by Yanni in episode two, where he talked about leaders being very afraid or unwilling or adverse to focusing on the biggest opportunities instead of the biggest problems or risks. Mm -hmm. And I think that really comes into play here. Setting a priority, singular, means saying no to everything else until that's been accomplished, until that uh, has been done. So looking at step one here, starting with, with shifting your mindset, we need to get better at saying no so that we can look at our biggest opportunities versus our biggest risk. So number two, I think, comes down to to the self. Take control of your habits. Take control of your team, of your brand, if you're in those positions of leadership and guidance. A simple way that I've understood is all about friction. And you can take control of your habits by either adding friction or reducing friction. And if you kind of look at like almost everything we do as, as habits, whether it's what we do when we get up in the morning and what, what's the first tab that you open in your browser all the way to after dinner. And if you can take all those things or to see them as, as these habits, these are the things that we just like kind of typically do. If you add friction, it can kind of pull you away from the habit 
Um, whereas if you also reduce friction, it can and kind of like pull you into the habit. So like a simple, a really simple example, um, would be, I want to read physical books because I want some time away from my screen and I, and I, mm -hmm. I like the kind of like headspace that comes from it. So a simple way that I reduce friction was uh, I've been starting to leave the book out that I'm reading, like right on this one ledge in, in our living room. So that when I get up in the morning, it's there for me. And I know it seems like super simple. But I've reduced a, a small friction point of having to go to the bookshelf, which is in a totally different room, and get the book out, and it's just there for me. Although we're talking about three ways to break those habits, to, to really be able to lend focus and stop fussing around, it is simple. Just like this, the story you told at the beginning, um, the thing that ended up getting the job done was what that commander knew he needed to do from the beginning. It's really just mm -hmm. comes down to the courage to recognize it and to make that change. Yep. So yeah, simplicity is fine. Um, it doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's not hard. In fact, the simple things often are the most difficult. So take control of your habits, take control of the habits within your team, uh, within yourself um, and within your brand and start with mindset shifting. And I think really then it, it comes down to, to this third piece, at least from our perspective is, using practical and clear frameworks to stay disciplined week over week, time after time, and encourage mm -hmm. that reflection and that growth that's needed to see those times where maybe it didn't go exactly the way it could have. But if you look at incremental improvement over time, and this came from yes. a, uh, an old sales mentor uh, of ours, he used to say this all the time, and I didn't really get it until you mm. know after the fact of, yeah, you keep saying incremental improvement over time, but like, I want change now. I want to yeah. see results now. But I think the real wisdom and practicality in that statement is that you will see growth, you will see movement, you will see the outcomes that you want to see more and more when you are focused on change over time, when you can reflect and understand when you did it right, when you goofed up, when you're fussing around and more importantly, why, and look to change those. And that's, I think, a super practical tool. Stay committed, disciplined, week over week over week. Yeah. And I think we, you know, we so often associate discipline with like martial arts and like some, yeah. 12 you know, push ups in the morning. 12. Yeah. That, that's brutal. And it, a thousand it, push ups every that. morning. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it is that it's a really good example of like self-discipline and, and commitment to discipline, but discipline is not discipline to like everybody shows up and does 12 pushups in the morning. Although that's maybe not a bad idea given our general health and wellness state <laughs> in the world, but discipline to like what matters and what is the real focus that we're at. And so some of the practical tools that we've seen really helpful is, is getting frameworks, uh, like, like OKRs or job one. And so it's like, what game are we in? Why are we doing this? And only have a few of them. Like don't have like 10 of them, have like two or three of them, or maybe four of them across the company. Yep. Um, what, what are we trying to achieve? And then three or four key results for each of those of how you'll know you got there. And then the discipline aspect is not so much martial arts as it is about when we have uh, moments that don't go the way that we want, or when we get sidetracked and we start fussing to come back to those things and regroup and stay disciplined to what matters. The counterpoint I'd bring to it is these frameworks are 
are meant to be just that. They're, they're framework, mm-hmm. something to hold meaning and, and focus. And I think what we can also have the tendency to do is to fuss around the framework. Yeah, um, yeah. Do I use OKRs and KPIs and whatever other acronym you want there? Um, but like the big point is, is set the objective, set mm-hmm. those, those clear and understandable results that, hey, when we see this and this, we'll know we achieved this. Yep. Plan well, but focus on the action to the movement, to the steps, to the practice, to the good mm-hmm. habit building. See how it goes and refine it. Don't fuss on the framework because you're still not going to move something forward uh, without yeah. the the actions to go along with it. As you're setting these priorities or the priority, and whether it's for a project or for a quarter, that you don't lose that true north star of of purpose. And yes. we always look at it in our team is um, the purpose purpose priorities posture sandwich, which is like. Peas in a podcast. Three three Ps in a podcast. Um, (laughs) Our purpose is, you know, our why as a company, why we're here and and always frames what we do. And and then our postures or our company values, how we approach every situation, those those kind of default positions of how we come to a situation. And then the priorities in the middle are what sort of change around every quarter as we we refocus the company and, and refocus the team in different directions to focus on different things that matter at that time, but never forgetting that just because priorities might change, just because maybe we're focusing on a heavy time of growth, or maybe we're focusing on perfecting a certain project experience. It doesn't change that why we're all here as a team, why we're here as a brand is, is that purpose. Um, and I think super important for brands to remember too, that even if they're pursuing X or Y, that they're never doing it outside of purpose. It's always like, within the fabric of that purpose. So we're going to start with mindset shifting. We're going to start with saying yes to saying no, understanding that reflection and the courage to be, I guess, to say no to something, the courage to say no is what's needed. Uh, and and kind of waking up every day to set that priority, singular, even over everything else that's important, get this one thing done, and that's where you're going to have the most impact in your role. Number two, we talked about taking control of your habits. That could be personal, team, or brand. Uh, adding friction or removing friction from certain examples uh, that, that you'd shared, but but finding those places, you know, in your day where doing one of those two simple things can really add a lot to the effect that takes takes place. And then thirdly, practical and clear frameworks that can help us stay disciplined week over week, can help us make sure that those habits and that focus stay in track and that we can kind of measure and, and reflect on how we're doing. How are we doing with these things? Um, and, and these frameworks will help us do it. I think, you know, personally speaking, I think those three things are like, that's a lot to work on right there. If people could get one thing out of it for me out of today is, and I think this is a, is a Seth Godin quote, but nobody gets points for busy. No one gets points for fussing around and nobody wants points for fussing around. Like nobody wants to start their eulogy with like, they really fussed around. They did great at busy. 
George was a really busy guy. <laughs> yeah, Kyle was super busy in his life. That's yeah. that's my dream, right? It's so we don't want that. So if you could just get one thing out of it, it's get clear about what you do want, what does matter, and then get busy at doing it. Mm. Back that up with the courage that's needed to say no to everything else. There you have it. That's episode three of Commerce Chefs. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you learned the secrets to setting and achieving great priorities and how to stop fussing around. But if you're looking for more, make sure to join the Commerce Chefs community by following us on social at Commerce Chefs. Ask us questions, send in requests. We want to hear from you. We're currently cooking up the next episode of Commerce Chefs, so tune in on February 18th for a special steamy edition of the show. Ooh la la. Lastly, if you like this episode and want to support us, make sure to hit subscribe and leave a five-star review and a rating. Until next time, this has been a pinch of Kyle. And a dash of Tom. We'll be cooking with you in two weeks. Cool, let's do another take. Uh, funny right. thing, Tom, when you read your first line, you kind of sounded like a grandpa on his deathbed for some reason. I hope you learn the secrets to setting and achieving great problems. That was intentional. That's yep. the best feedback I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you sounded you like can't. a grandpa on his deathbed. Sounded I like say this. a grandpa on his deathbed. That is, that is hurtfully specific. Uh, <laughs> Cutting deep breath. Anyway, sorry. That was hilarious.